we started this series last week called Rooted, okay? And what, we do, what we're doing over the next few weeks is uh, we're looking at this parable that Jesus told about a farmer sowing seeds. And in that parable, Jesus gave us some examples of different types of soil. And we learned that the uh, seed is God's word and the soil is re- supposed to represent our hearts. And so when we started this series talking about spiritual growth, I-, I asked you to begin examining your heart, okay? To begin examining your life, okay? And, and asking yourself the question, like, how can I really dig deeper? But how can I build a better foundation? Because as your pastor... I really want God's power and God's presence to be deeply rooted in your heart. Because if it is, the the more we become rooted in Christ, the greater our spiritual growth. And that's what we're after. We want you to experience the love of Jesus. We want him to to work in your life. And we want you to experience that life change. So so, so we're talking about the different types of roots that we need to have. Okay, and last week we, we... that, that lead towards spiritual growth. And last week, we started off with the first root of gratitude, okay? And I said, we just need to learn to say thanks to people. It's hard sometimes to remember uh, to do that. And, and I gave you a tip. I said, uh, utilize the word because. Anytime you say, I'm thankful for, thank you, or I'm grateful, for, just say because and then fill in the blank. And think about the work that that does in your heart. But also, man, how it strengthens a person you're talking to, and it's a great witness to the people around you. Okay, so that was last week. Last week, we talked about gratitude. This week, what I want to do is I want to focus on the root of faith, okay? And when I'm talking about faith, I'm not talking about the broad word of faith, because what we tend to do when we talk about faith is we just, it's kind of like a, uh, just a word that kind of like takes everything. It, we use it as like a general term to describe our spiritual walk. That, that's not what I want to do. What Today what I want to do is I'm, when I talk about faith, I want to talk about how to be anchored and rooted in the type of faith that really trusts, that really trusts our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Like fully trusting him, fully leaning into him. And, and the reason that this is important for us is because, let's be honest, it's not always easy to trust God, is it? It's not. Let's just be honest. And the reason it's hard to trust Him is because God doesn't always just come out of the blue and tell us what we should do. Like, God doesn't always just come out of the blue and, like, high-five us when we're heading in the right direction or shake us up when we're not. I was thinking about this this past week because I got a text. Um, I, I got a text about something that was kind of a little peculiar, and, and I'll share this with, with you. Uh, Wayne texted me this picture, and it's a picture of a Ridge Easter sign that is still located at the corner of Moon and Veterans. <laughs> this was like two days ago. So I'm thinking, I'm like, there's a couple of reasons this could be here. Number one, somebody forgot, although there's no house around there. So, but anyway, somebody forgot. Or uh, reason number two is somebody is getting way ahead of Easter 2023. Really excited about that, right? Way to go. Um, the third thing I thought of was maybe it's a prank. Um, and that's, that's totally, either way, it doesn't matter to me. Free advertisement. I love it. Keep it up as long as it'll be there. But when I was thinking about this sign, I thought about a time... And the reason I bring that up about a prank is that we actually had a little bit of a prank war going on with my church. Do y'all remember my church? Um, You remember this? Uh, Jeff Murphy was over there, and we were good buds. And so 
A while back, we were cleaning out this storage shed. I think I shared this a long time ago. I'm share it again because I think it's so funny. But we were cleaning out the storage shed, and we found about 100 old ridge yard signs that said, experience the ridge. And they were old. They were dirty. And I was like, let's throw them away. And then I had this idea. I was like, no, let's don't throw them away. Let's go on Saturday night to my church, and let's put them all over the church. So that when people drive up to my church, it may say my church on the marquee, but it's going to say experience the ridge everywhere else. And so we did it, and I brought a few pictures. This is what happened a long time ago. This is the front door. You can't even see it. You just see experience the ridge. And then on the inside, we got, you know, this is the greeting area. Experience, or no, this is the worship area. Experience the ridge while you're, you know, in worship. And then in the greeting area, too, we put some. So the, it's not important how we got inside, okay? That's not what's important. <laughs> Don't worry about that, okay? What you need to know is that it was a beautiful sight, okay? Um, we did a wonderful job with it. But the last sign, I remember the last sign, I thought, I'm going to put this last sign. We'd put them all over the place. And I was like, this last one, I want to put it above the exit sign that's above the door on the way out. Because I was like, when they come in, they won't see it. But when they're leaving, even if they get all the signs, maybe they'll miss it. So when people are exiting the church, it'll say, experience the ridge. Right? So I was like, this is perfect. So I grabbed the sign. And the whole time we're doing this, I'm thinking in the back of my mind. Does God really want us doing this? Like, is this the best thing for us to be? So anyway, we're in there, and I'm taking this sign, and I have a little problem getting it over the exit sign, because I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I'm a little short. So I jumped, I couldn't reach it, so on my last attempt, I jumped, and I threw it up. And when I threw it up, it caught some wind, and it didn't catch the exit sign. Instead, it came right back down and landed right on my face. And it busted my nose. And my nose started bleeding, and because it hit me so hard, my eyes started watering, and I went back into the worship area where the other guys were, and I was like, y'all, I don't think God wants us doing this. <laughs> I think we should stop. But <laughs> here's your sign. <laughs> Wouldn't it be easier to have faith, though? Wouldn't it be easier to trust God if that were the case, and he's like, here's your sign, right? When we're doing something, you know, when we're doing something, we're not sure if this is what we should be doing, right? Which still happens to the preacher. You know, or when we're doing something, we're not sure what we should be doing or how we should be doing it. Wouldn't it be easier if God just came right out and he was like, yes. Or you were praying and you were like, God, give me one lightning bolt for yes and two lightning bolts for no. It'd be so much easier to trust sometimes or to have faith. But we don't always get that sign, and, that, and that's not what it's all about. That's not how it always works, and that's not how God always works. Now, God does speak. God does speak clearly to us at times. But there are most of the times that we've got to move forward, fully relying, fully trusting, having faith that this is what God wants. This is his plan for my life. So I want to talk about a little bit of faith today and how to deepen that root of faith in our life. And to help us with this, I want to go to the faith chapter. If you've got your Bibles and you want to follow along, it's in Hebrews chapter 11. I don't know if you know that there's like this wall of fame um, for people of great faith in, in the book of Hebrews, okay? It's, it's almost like a museum of well-known biblical characters, okay? And it starts out in chapter 11 with just like this who's who of biblical characters. And we read these names of people that we all know, even if you haven't been to church, even if this is your first time in a worship service at church. You've heard these names. 
You know about somebody named Abraham, Isaac, Moses, Joshua. Like they all make the list. And then there's this one. When we're talking about people of great faith, there's this one lady that makes the list. At the end of this chapter, he mentions someone that's not well known. And you're kind of like reading through this and you're like, who? Like, who is that? I can't remember. Maybe you know her story. Hebrews eleven thirty one. This is where we're going to start. It says this, By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Now, a couple things about this real quick while we start right here. Rahab. Not the most well-known biblical character. Some of y'all are like, where have I heard that name before? If y'all were at the Ridge Rally when we were talking about archaeological discoveries and Jericho, y'all heard me talk a little bit about Rahab, and I'll get more into that in just a minute. Some of y'all, that's ringing a bell, and you're like, oh, yeah. But most people, when they hear that name, they're like, I, I, I don't know really her story. I don't know who she is. And then look at the word that is used to describe her. Okay, and wherever you go in Scripture, this is in the New Testament. This is a long time after her life. And this is the descriptive word that we have with her life. And wherever you read about her, you know this about her life. So, you know what this tells me? If you got your message notes, go ahead and pull these out. Y'all, we've started handing these back out again. Um, and we want y'all to take these when you come in and be able to fill these blanks. Or if you've got the Ridge app, we want you to use the Ridge app. Um, you can go online. For those of you that are worshiping online, you can fill out the notes in there as well. But look at point number one. What this tells me when we read about Rahab is, number one, faith is available to anyone. Faith, great faith, is available to anyone. In fact, Hebrews eleven six it says this, Without faith, no one can please God, but anyone who comes to God, must believe that he is real and that he rewards those who truly want to find him. Focus on that word, anyone. Anyone who comes to him. Anyone can have great faith. Rahab is just as so much a candidate of great faith as any of those other guys that we talked about in Scripture, as well as you and, and me. And the reason I bring this up when it comes to faith is because so oftentimes we walk around in life going, who am I? Who am I like? You know, we have this attitude uh, when it comes to having great faith that we limit ourselves because we don't think we're worthy enough. And we'll walk around saying things like, well, I'm no Billy Graham. Like, you know, like, I don't, why, why would I be expected to do something like that or to follow God in that way? Let, let me be sure that I'm clear here. Deep-rooted, committed, life-altering, world-changing kind of faith is available to you. You can have it. The problem is, is so many times, we don't try to root ourselves in that kind of faith like we should. We actually don't think that we can trust God as much as those people did in the Bible for what God was able to do. So let me pause and let me give you a few pointers here on how to be deeply rooted in faith. So here's your first one. Under point number one, when it comes to deeply rooted in faith, have faith over feelings. I want you to have faith over your feelings. Trust that great faith is possible even when you don't feel like it is. Because, and the reason this is important is because we can't always trust our feelings. Our feelings are up and our feelings are down. Our feelings, Scripture even says this, your heart, your, your feelings sometimes, they will lead you astray. So you want to deepen your root of faith? Faith, have that faith over those feelings that you have. Even when you feel like you're not worthy 
of having great faith. You are. And this is a great example. I love the fact that the Bible, that the writer of Hebrews puts Rahab in with all these spiritual giants. Because she had an outrageous faith that saved a nation. Now, just imagine for a minute, you don't, you don't know, maybe some of you don't know her story, but I'm about to tell you in a minute. But imagine if she had feelings over faith and she looked at the situation and was like, who am I? Thank goodness she didn't. Thank goodness she went through this story and she kept rooting herself and deepening her faith in God. Because of her faith, not only did she land in the museum of great faiths, but she also helped save a nation. So, for those of you that may not be aware of her story, I want to share her story with you and why she's such a great example. And while we do this, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what it means to deepen our faith in God. So for this story, let's go back and look at it again. It's in Joshua chapter 2. Um, it's at the beginning of the Bible, so it goes Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, right there. Um, sorry, I have a little song for the books of the Bible there. Uh, you're welcome. Um, and by this time, when you get to Joshua, what you got to know is that the Israelites have moved in. They're starting to move into the promised land. Moses has passed away. Joshua is now in charge of the Israelite nation. They're getting ready to take the promised land that God has given to them. However, there's a problem. There are people already living in that land. So this is almost like a test of faith for them. Are they going to trust? Are they going to have faith in God and move forward anyway? So what Joshua does at the beginning of the story is he sends spies. Okay, he's like, let's see what we're up again. And he tells them to go out and to scout the area. And he says, I want you to go to this place called Jericho. Y'all remember Jericho, right? Y'all know the story of Jericho? Now, I did this a couple of weeks back with Zacchaeus, and we sang the little song. Let's see, let's see if you know this one, okay? Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and the walls. There you go. Look, you already know it. Good job. Story's over. You're dismissed. Look at that. I'm just teasing. We're not done. Um, but before the walls came tumbling down, he sends spies in. Okay? Let's see what we're up against. And they find Rahab. And they're hiding in Rahab's home. And while they're hiding with Rahab, the king of Jericho finds out that they're there. Now, Rahab's at a fork in the road. What is she going to do? Because the king comes calling and he's like, listen, I know you got spies. I need you to hand them over. Is she going to do what the king wants her to do? Or, or is she going to trust and have faith in the Israelite God? So let's read this together. Joshua chapter 2, verse 3. It says this. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy on the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and she had hidden them. And she said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they came from. And at dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, the men left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. Verse 6. But she had taken them up to the roof, and she had hidden them under the stalks of flax that she had laid out on the roof. So she lies. She doesn't say, she says that she doesn't have them, when actually she does. 
Now, it's in, very interesting that she does. Why do this? In a time when, when, when people were beaten and killed mercilessly for treason against the kingdom, like, why would she stick her neck out for these guys? Well, we find out why she does it in the very next verses. Look, skip down to verse 9. It says this. She's talking to these guys. She's talking to the Israelites, and she says, I know that the Lord has given this land to you. I know this is the future, and I'm trusting this is what's next. And that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that everybody in this country, they are melting in fear because of you. She's like, I've heard the stories, and I know what God has done. I've heard about everything. Okay, I heard about God parting the waters in the Red Sea. When you ran away from Pharaoh. I've heard about how God's already given you these victories in the other lands. I've heard all these things. And she's looking at these guys and she's like, I want you to know, I believe in your God. And I have faith in your God. And if I could sum it all up, this is what she says in verse 11. She says, for the Lord your God, he is the one God in heaven, above, and on the earth, below. Let me give you the next fill in the blank when it comes to faith. Faith is believing without seeing. Faith is believing without seeing. Look what it says in Hebrews 11. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Rahab looks at these guys that she's hidden and she's like, I believe in your God that he is God in heaven and on earth. And it's interesting that she says that because she hadn't seen anything. Right? She's, she's never witnessed any of the miracles. She's never met an Israelite. She's never visited any of the places where the miracles actually... She didn't run her fingers through the waves when they crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. But she's heard. She's heard. And when it came down to it, she believed in something that she had not seen. I remember when we started this church, and I remember talking to people and inviting them and inviting them to something that didn't exist just yet. And I would ask people, do you, do you want to help start a church? And they would say, well, um, can I attend first? And I was like, well, we haven't really started yet. And they're like, well, where's it going to be? And I was like, well, we haven't found the right location yet. And they're like, well, how's it going to work? And I was like, well, we're still trying to figure that out. And they're like, well, how many people do you have? And I said, well, if you come, me and you makes two. <laughs> you bring somebody with you, I'll bring Shannon, we'll double. <laughs> you know, it's great. it'll be great, you know. But I still remember standing on my fireplace and talking to that first home group, to that team, and just asking them to dig deep and to plant some roots and to trust God and have faith. And in that moment and during those first few years and even still, our faith grew tremendously. We had hope that Jesus would provide something that we had not seen yet. And because of that, we were getting deeper and deeper in our faith. See, if you want to be rooted in faith, let me give you something else. We got to be willing to trust God even when we don't understand. That's your next fill in the blank. Trust God when I don't understand. Because Rahab had to be looking at the situation going, you know what, you Israelites, you're coming into my territory, right? Jericho's the one with the great wall. Like, they're going to sing about this wall forever, right? Like, we have the security here. You got nothing. The Israelites are walking around a broken nation with no home and no plan. And she's like, I cannot see. She's probably thinking to herself, I have no idea how this is possible. Yet something inside of her was telling her. She had to trust 
even though she couldn't see. She had to trust God even when she didn't understand. You see, some of us today, we know what we're supposed to do. We have this calling, we have this presence, and we got a vision, and we feel God is tugging us in this direction or that direction, but we have no clue how it's going to happen. We have no clue how it's going to work out. We can't even see how it's possible. And truth is, we probably are looking at this going, I, I don't even know why God's calling me for this or why God is telling me for this. You may be feeling exactly how Rahab felt back then, but being rooted in faith, it means trusting. And it means moving forward even when you don't understand. When I was a minister at St. Luke, I remember walking Abby um, to preschool across very busy intersections. If you know anything about that area downtown, there was a couple of different crosswalks. And, you know, even though we would wait till the appropriate times, of course, when the red lights were, there's still a lot of cars. And we'd walk across the road. And she, it never failed. It seemed that she, she always had a toy with her when she was going to preschool. And she would always drop the toy in the middle of the intersection. Okay? Never without fail. And so it would always make my heart stop when I'd feel her hand jerk. She'd try to let go of mine to go back and get whatever she dropped. And so, you know, I'd hold on tightly, and I'd, you know, we had to have a little talk, and I'd say, Abby, you know, let's wait. If that happens, just leave it. I'm going to make sure we'll, we'll cross the road. We'll make sure you're safe, and then I'll go back and get whatever you dropped, okay? But just, you got to trust me. And when it happened again, she trusted me. She kept moving forward. And see, the way to deepen our faith in God is understanding in those difficult moments when it seems a little chaotic, or even in those moments where it seems like I'm leaving a portion of my life behind me, and I don't know what to do, or I don't know how to do, I don't know what's coming next, but I need this, or I want this, is to leave our hand in the hand of God. And to be able to keep moving forward, even when I don't understand why. When life is hard, jobs are lost, Relationships are broken, illnesses devastate us, and, I, and I'm hurting and I don't understand, and yet I still trust God. Like I still leave my hand in His and I still move forward with Him. Man, that's, that's the kind of faith that God's looking for. That's the kind of faith that God can work with. Think again about Rahab's options here. Think about what's going through her mind. And whether or not to hold on to God's hand and keep moving forward or to let go and to go back. So by faith, she keeps moving forward. And she takes those spies and she helps them escape. And she's waiting for the return for battle. And in each step of the process, she's deepening that root of faith. So let's skip to verse 17. Let's keep going. So the men said to Rahab, they, they said this oath, she makes a promise. And they said this oath that you made us swear... She's like, when you come back, I want you to remember me. Please watch out for me and my family. Don't hurt us when y'all come back into Jericho. And he says, this oath you made us will not be binding on us unless when we enter the land you have tied this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. So she helps them escape out of that window. For fear, they're like, don't you, don't you think they remembered which window that was that they were let down that saved their life? So they were like, yes, we, we'll make this promise to you. We'll make an oath that when we come back, nobody will harm your family. But, 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 here's how we'll know. 
Here's how everybody will know. Tie this red cord to your window and let it be a sign of your faith in our God. So she says, skip down to 21, agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. So she sent them away and they departed. And she tied the scarlet cord in the window. Point number three is this. Faith is obeying God. It's just plain and simple. It's obeying God with our actions. It's doing something. Look at what James, the brother of Jesus, he talks about. Even the brother of Jesus knows Rahab's story and brings it up. And he says, Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was known to be right with God by what? By her actions. Okay? When she hid those messengers and sent them safely away. How do we know she had great faith? How do we know that she believed in God? Is because she was willing to do something with her faith. She moved. And we could see it by what she did. And that's what we have to be willing to do. We got to be willing to take that next step. That action step and move forward, which is hard. It's hard. I imagine it was hard for Rahab because she didn't know what to expect next. Like, she didn't know how all this was going to work out. You know, it's so much easier for me to have, to take a next step if I have an action plan. Right? If I've got a plan in front of me and here are my next steps and here how it's laid out, I will follow. Ooh, I love a to-do list. I will make a to-do and I will, I will work through a to-do and my day is not complete until I've checked everything off. Anybody else like to-do lists and you check it? Yes, yes. I still remember early on in our marriage when Shannon and I were still getting to really kind of know each other, you know. I remember one Saturday morning waking up and she looked at me and I looked at her and, you know, she, did, she looked at me and she didn't say, I love you. She didn't say, I can't wait to spend the day with you. She looked at me and she said, I don't want to have a plan today. Because <laughs> she knows that if it's up to me, I've got a plan. No matter what it is, I've got action steps. I've got a to-do list, and I'm going to check all that off. And it's so much easier for me when I know what I'm supposed to do. But that's, that's not how God works. We don't get the full map in front of us. We don't get to see the whole picture, because if we did, it wouldn't be much faith, Right? So Rahab probably had 10 million excuses as to why or 10 million questions as to how it was going to work out. But she kept moving forward. She was growing deeper in her faith. And then she waits and Joshua returns. Joshua chapter 6, verse 16. Joshua says this. Joshua commanded the people. He said, shout for the Lord has given you the city. And the city and all that is in it are you to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house. Her family should be spared because she hid the spies that we sent. Let me give you one more way to deepen that root of faith, and it's this. Give thanks before the triumph. Give thanks before the triumph. Because do you know how long it took this story to unravel? Let, let me share this with you because there's a couple of chapters here that go, that go by between when Rahab let them down through the window and when they actually came back. And there's a great period of time in between. There's a lot that happens in between these two chapters. In fact, they've got to go hide in caves and they're hiding in the caves and they're waiting these spies until the search committees are done. And then once the search is called off, then they go back to Joshua and they've got to make their way back to the camp and they tell Joshua about Jericho and they tell what they've learned. And then Joshua gets a word from 
from God. And God tells Joshua that all the men in the camp, before they go into battle, they've all got to be circumcised. And all the dudes in the camp, they all said, God said, what? (laughs) Because that's going to take a couple weeks, and that's going to take some time for healing. And so time is just going on and on and on. And then by the time they're ready to go to Jericho, they come back into Jericho. And Rahab's probably watching from her view, from her window, with her scarlet cord tied around it. And she's looking down at the Israelites, and she's thinking to herself, it's finally here, I've been waiting, I've had faith this whole time. And then when they show up, what do they do? You know the story, they march around those walls for seven days. Seven days. And the whole time, Rahab's got to be thinking, what are they doing? What is going on? And the people are probably thinking, what is going on? And then on the seventh day, they give this shout. And they shout praise to God. And I can't help but wonder when they shouted, if Rahab is in her window watching everything unfold, did she shout with them? Like, did she shout praise to God? Because first came the shout, then came the victory, right? First came the thanks, then came the triumph. So if you want to do something to to just grow your faith in God, give thanks before the triumph. Praise God and then watch his power unfold, even before you understand it. Even when you don't know what's next. Even when you don't have that action plan in front of you. Give thanks first. And in that way, you show God your faith. And he's able to move and work in a life like that. So, when it comes to examining your soil, when it comes to examining your heart, like, do you trust God? Are you rooted in faith? To close out this morning, let let me give you a couple of takeaways here down at the bottom of your message notes. The first one is this, by faith I will trust God for, and there's a fill in the blank. Where do you need more faith? Maybe today is the day that you say, you know what, I'm going to go deeper in my faith. I'm going to dig deeper in this area of my life, and I'm going to stop giving excuses, and I'm going to have faith in this, even though I I don't understand it, even though my feelings are are telling me all these, I'm going to have faith with this. Here's another one too. How about this? By faith, I will praise God for, and there's a fill in the blank. Where is it that you can show God that you are deepening your roots of faith in him by giving him thanks, even though you don't understand? Try praising him already for what he's going to do and see if that doesn't move his heart. And there's also a memory verse on there. Hebrews 11.6, and this is what that verse says. It's impossible to please God without faith. Maybe take that verse with you this week. Maybe put it to memory and let it encourage you to deepen that root of faith so that God can bring a blessing in your life. Let's pray together. God, even though we don't see the whole picture and even though we don't always get it, God, sometimes we just don't understand and we just don't know why. God, help us to dig deeper in our faith. And God, we thank you for these biblical examples. And we're reminded that 
Rahab through all of this, she had some uncertainties. But even with all that going on, and even though she didn't understand, even though she was confused at times, I'm sure, she, she was able to proclaim the Lord is God in heaven and on earth, and may that be our shout of praise as well. Is that we walk out from this place and we say, God, even though I don't understand, and even though I don't know, and even though I, I'm not exactly sure what's next, God, I know that you are God in heaven and on earth. As we walk out of here today, God, may we just walk out and learn what it means to live by faith. To really trust you. To keep moving forward. To be a people of action so that we can receive more of your blessings. God, we love you. And we thank you for this time and this place. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.